Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the kitchen of the cabin, it's the five games for Doomsday Review. QE. We're captivated by beauty. It holds us. It arrests us. Endless sheafs of parchment have been splattered with odes to beauty. Miles of canvas covered with oil to recreate and surpass the beauty we see around us. We can all reel off moments in our lives when we've been struck insensible by a face, a building, a vista. Areas of the brain are illuminated when we see something beautiful. Reward centres are prodded and chemicals leached into the blood, and so we crave beauty. It consumes us. The way light bounces off an object as it fires onto our retina can completely colour the way we feel about something or someone. We see virtue in beauty, as if it is an outward expression of an inward purity. Our heroes are beauty and our villains foul. From Richard III and Caliban to Mr. and Mrs. Twit, we transpose moral worth onto beauty or a lack thereof. But it's erroneous. We assume the face is the canvas that our thoughts paint, and we're often so wrong. What is it that they say about the covers of books? This is becoming more and more true in the world of games. We fool ourselves that because it's beautiful and tactile that it also has worth. It seems that we're heading into a direction where production will start to trump games themselves and we'll be surrounded by piles of beautiful duffers, all groin grabby showiness that forgets what the core of a game is. We need to remind ourselves of this. This kind of beauty is not about utility, it's about attraction. It is a capitalist mating dance to draw us into spending more and more. It can be, but not always is, as shallow as a newly formed puddle and just as dirty. We need to look past the surface to what lies beneath, or we risk missing out on valuable experience. This is why QE from Gavin Birnbaum lay mouldering at the bottom of my to-play pile for so long. This is a game that is the antithesis of the foil-embossed world gaming has become. A plain cardboard box with a sticker bearing the name of the game and a badly lit photograph of the board greets you on first examination. Inside, a sheet of typewritten A4 which bears the rules, four felt pens and a few MDF components. And apart from the beautifully carved board, this looks like what it is. 
a window into a former age when game makers built their games themselves in a shed. I bought the game, but I distrusted it. I was wrong. In QE, players take on the role of central banks printing money to kickstart various industries. This is simulated by players writing bids secretly on various tiles that come up. These tiles carry a country symbol, an amount of victory points, and a car, train, building or plane. Each player will assume the role of the seller each round and place an open bid on the particular industry. The other players will then make secret bids. The seller then looks at those bids and writes the amount that the industry was sold for on the back of the tile, then hands it back to the winning player secretly. Unless, of course, they win it themselves. There is no money in this game. Players can bid as much as they want. But there is a price to pay. After four rounds, the points are tallied, and then the amount spent is totaled for each player. And the player who has spent the most loses all of their points. After this crucifixion, the player with the most points wins. QE is a devilish game of partially hidden information. The threat of losing everything creates a tension that leaves you riding the edge of uncertainty for the entire game, and this is where its brilliance lies. The fact that the auctioneer bids publicly means that you are almost sure of how much everyone has spent, but the devil lies in the word almost. The life of the game lives in the word almost. QE is another one of those games that thrives on complexity blooming from simplicity. The few rules of this game generate buckets full of self-doubt, and this is a situation where self-doubt is a lot of fun. What is so great about QE, though, is that it's a game that can result in you losing everything in one fell swoop, but never leaves you feeling cheated. It does this through being a game that makes players invested until the end. It plays in a perfect amount of time and uses immolation as the core engine of the game. The whole reason the game is fun is because you could lose everything, so you never feel like the game has robbed you. You feel like you've robbed yourself. There is so much think and double think. As the auctioneer, you want to bid enough to make the others tip themselves over the edge, but not too much as to leave you saddled. And as the buyer, you want to get away with spending as little as possible, but are totally blind as to your opponent's intentions. And so choice is an educated guess that is laced with insecurity. Rather than emulate the hubris of modern economics, QE is a perfect simulation of the devil and angel perched on your shoulder. Greed and parsimony, restraint and overindulgence are all at play here. QE is a game that advocates for just the right amount of moderation, but also teaches us that no matter how much we set our house in order, the vagaries of the others that we share the world with can always ruin our plans. As an analogue for life, it works beautifully, and as a game, it's great fun. There is depth here, and not just in the ludological sense. QE has taught me not to be tyrannised by beauty. That substance is all, and that the outside need not mirror what's happening underneath. This review was made possible by the contributions of my patrons. You can become one too at patreon.com forward slash 5G4D. Thanks for listening.